0: Do my thing. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to get into it, man. You know, go ahead, go ahead. like a like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? Go One, two, three, four.
1: Mariota play fake. He'll move the pocket to the left. Has an alley. Turns the corner and hits the pylon. Touchdown, Atlanta. Here's Ritter. Pressure coming. Flush from the pocket to the right. Ritter gonna throw it up, trying to come back. Bernard! Touches it! Touchdown Atlanta! Holy smokes! <laughs>
0: yeah. Clock at six, five, four.
1: He's gonna hang it really deep, and it is incomplete. And the time has expired. There are no flags on the field, and Atlanta has won the game. Shoot Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. 9, it is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning to you fine folks in Douglasville. Yeah, right down the street from here.
0: Yeah. Well, in Douglas County. Shout out to everybody over that way. You were out here? Uh, no, but I mean, oh. I mean I've been out there lately. But- oh, I thought you were saying you were out here this week.
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, I, somehow I tripped and fell into a DeLorean and went back in time, and it's like the pandemic is back because Sam and I are, are separated this morning. For 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 very good reasons, but we're gonna persevere, man. And as I was listening to that cut, as as we start the show, I well first of all let me say good morning to you and Eric. How you doing? All right, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Off the rip, as I was listening to that, I was thinking I I think we'll all come up with the same answer, but isn't it nice to have a question like this asked? Who had the best week of the Atlanta rookies? Desmond Ritter, Michael Harris second, or
0: Vaughn Grissom? <laughs> you know what I mean? When's the last time we had a chance to say that? How about that? How about that? And you're absolutely right, though, Greg. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the youth is being served right now. You give them a chance, you throw them in the fire, whatever, and they're coming up responding. And and, and Ritter went out and showed himself pretty well last night in the, in the Falcons game. I mean, I don't know how much stock you want to put into a preseason game, and all due respect to the folk you under the roof with, I don't know how much respect you're going to get one of the <laughs> exhibition game against the Detroit Lions. Ain't folks
1: sick enough around here, man. Why you got to throw some uh, – next day you're going to mention some pumpkin pie. But, but,
0: but No, I'm going to mention the pumpkin pie. Uh, you know. But but I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, so what does it mean to nah. people? You know, that, that, that's the thing. It's a preseason game, and it's good to see. Uh, we thought we had a little bit of a scare with Drake London. We understand he's going to be okay. Yeah, So that's, that's good. good. To me, that was the main thing. Uh, Maria Martin, friend of the show, posted something. What are you looking forward to yesterday on, on social media? What are you looking forward to most in this game? I said survival. Yeah, you know, uh, to me, that's the most important thing from last night was survival, and uh, the fact that they win—that's a little, that's a little icing on top of the cake. So uh, I think it's good, and we're going to get into that as we go along this morning. But that, that, that makes it great. It's that's, that's, that's a great start.
1: No, you're absolutely right, and and the thing to answer your initial question is: What did I expect? I expected to see. Well, I hoped to see a person who didn't shrink their first time on that stage. Now, mind you, yeah, it is a preseason game, but still, it's as if the confidence he showed at Cincinnati hasn't worn off. And yeah, he lost his last football game. We all know how that happened, but it was in a playoff. And he he, he let the world know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be all right at that next level. And to me, that's what I say. See, I don't look at numbers these first. Well, for the most part, most of the preseason games, it's the eyeball test. How does he look? Does he look comfortable? Does he look like he can adapt and adjust to what's coming at him? And for me, last night, it it seemed like Ritter passed all all tests.
0: Did. And what we thought, what I liked about both quarterbacks is something that we've been screaming about uh, in recent years. Here is mobility. And I right. think we saw two quarterbacks that will move. The offense is designed for them to move. The line was able to give them uh, some time to make some to make some plays. Um, and I think that's the thing you wanted to see most of all. Who thought this guy Jared Bernhardt would make this touchdown at the end? I mean, <laughs> right, a lacrosse player for crying out loud. Uh, From Maryland, b- b- Maryland. Oh, look, look at hey, welcome, hey, well, hey it, morning, Eric. It. Yeah, there he is. That's all right. Love <laughs> to miss horn. He wasn't going to miss that opportunity, <laughs> huh? Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, lacrosse player, man, and uh,
1: fastest growing you know. sport in Spartan America, they say. How about that? Hey, but you know what? To, what Des? Let me just tag what I was saying about Ritter. Here's the the key t- for me. This dude could have had bigger numbers, but he had some drops and what we didn't see from him is frustration after those drops that's the thing that i take away not only his poise on the field but when when he laid it in there for these guys who should have caught those balls and they know they should have he had a few drops and he mentioned it in post game but still adapting and adjust but he didn't show frustration like some young like if this was baker mayfield baker mayfield would have stormed off and you know he'd been
0: kicking dirt all the way to the sidelines well i hope not <laughs> I mean, it's a preseason game, it but I'm a, saying, but was his was demeanor preseason game be one thing. But, but, um, I mean, and he's, 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 new guy, you know, Ritter to me is taking it exactly the way he should, you know, he was drafted by this team. He wasn't drafted in the first round by this team. Right. And so, I mean, you know, there are some expectations, maybe not those expectations and it gives him room. Uh, I feel like in the team is giving him the confidence, Hey man, come at your pace. What you feel good doing. If you make a mistake, it's a mistake. You're know, you know, you're going to come back and fight another day. And I think that's the way he's approaching it. And I think that's really healthy for someone in the position that he's in right now. He doesn't have to worry about being a starter. We know the first game of the season, Mariota, is going to start. Right. But all you want to see in these games going forward, these preseason games and these workouts that they have um, you know, in, in, uh, up in the preseason workouts, is to see him just progress and get a level of comfort. And last night was a good start.
1: Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, game 92.9thegame.com. On this 13th day of August, we got lots to talk about here. Obviously, throughout the show, we're going to be talking Falcons. We're going to hear some voices we haven't heard from in a while. Matt Stewart's going to join us. I'm sure he'll have something to say about the Falcons, but we're going to be talking to Matt about Corky Kell. This is the beginning, well, this weekend, as it ends, starts a really big week for my partner here. Coming up next weekend, of course, the inaugural of the high school football show. And um, just preparing for what they're going to bring you a little bit differently this week. So Matt Stewart's going to join us. We're going to talk about that. But there was an announcement made this past week that um, wasn't too shocking, but still, you know, it was it was worthy of, of taking a second and realizing who we were watching And as it gets ready to wind down. And we're going to talk to Karen Pistain about the announcement from Serena Williams saying that the U.S. Open – Is possibly going to be her last tournament. Now, Sam, I don't know. Yeah, because she said she wasn't retiring. She was scaling back. Is that how she phrased it? Evolving away. Evolving, that's it. And, and,
0: and, you know, this this reminds me a lot of when I was working in North Carolina and Richard Petty retired. He couldn't bring himself to say retired. He Mm -hmm. couldn't say it. They had this big press conference, big ceremony, all the family around, and 43 car right there, and everybody talking to him. and, And he's not going anywhere. (laughs) <laughs> retire, you know, I mean, you know, he, 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 I mean, he, he couldn't bring himself to say retire. He, he really couldn't, and, and I think because, regardless, he knows what. Talk about someone who knows their value and know their worth and know what they mean to their sport. Exactly. You know what I mean. And there's nothing else like walking out on that court and feeling that, you know, admiration, that love, that respect, that I regard. And it's nothing else like that. Uh, and it's you know, it's not a team. It's just you individually. You get right. that. It's hard. It's just like a prize fighter, you know. It's hard to let that go, or even like a golfer. What kept Arnold Palmer out there playing golf is way past his prime. Way when he was hitting every tree on the course, sometimes. But there was still this group of people, Arnie's army, that was walking behind him everywhere he went, you know. So I mean, that's that's to me, this is what was happening with her. She played the tournament this week. You know, she lost in the second round. Um, You know, and then said her farewell uh, up up in Canada. So. You know, that's something we watch to see in the coming weeks leading up to the U.S. Open. But but that's just it, Greg. Every one of the major tournaments has a big, played a big role in her life and career. And the crowds there really appreciate her. I can't see her not going to Australia one more time. I can't see her not playing Roland Garros one more time. But crying out loud, she's a part-time resident. You know, and, and so I, I can. Yeah,
1: but that clay court is something. Well, I'm, I'm, she's she's competing. won on it.
0: Is that even by competing? Oh, you mean just showing up and taking a final just, ball? Well, showing up and playing a match, and, it, and eh, then you're do that. You think that. that's Serena though? You think that's Serena? Yeah, yeah I thought you because that's what's happening right now. Well, that's what's happening
1: right now, but I believe, and we, that's what's happening with Tiger. Yeah. Okay, to some extent. But those two, I'm not sure. What we're saying is they have the same approach and mentality. Well, I, I got to think about it for a second because I haven't heard Serena be as definitive as Tiger in, in saying things like this. If I'm here, I'm expected to win.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay? And Serena... I don't know that I've seen that. We expect her to win, and we think she can win. She just doesn't say it openly like Tiger has. And my point for questioning whether or not she's just going to show up at Australia or, or Roland Garris as a you know farewell tour, I don't know. I, I really don't. It would be great to see him. And, and
0: well, no, he, I'm, I'm not saying she's not going go to go and compete now. She's going to prepare yeah. herself as best she can and repeat. But two weeks of high-level tennis is pretty much beyond her. You know, I mean, she can go there and catch lightning in a bottle and, and, and make some shots, you know what I mean? But um, I think it's an appreciation thing and also an appreciation for what those locations have meant to her. And I, I think d- that's, that's why she goes. That's a, Tiger's a whole, different, whole, a whole different kettle of fish because Tiger's going to play this game. He can if he wants to play a whole different tour when he turns 50. And he can go out there and be knocking, knocking the ball out out, out distance than the guys who are older than him like he used to. If he holds his body together, I was gonna say if the you, body you, can you, let right, him walk right, you know, the course. I mean, that, that's the thing. Um, so you know, he that's out in that's ahead of him. You know what I mean? He may not be able to win anymore on the on the regular tour, but he's got several more years before he hits fifty, he goes out on another tour where he'll be able to compete.
1: Well, we're gonna we're gonna do a little comparison or just give our thoughts. We talk about Serena exiting stage left. The the news this past week, of course, we celebrated his life a few weeks ago, and that's Bill Russell, but the news that came down. From the NBA is they're gonna retire his number. They're gonna pull a Jackie Robinson. Yeah. On Bill Russell. Wow. And 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 you know, there's so many little avenues that you can have commentary on, on the significant significance of that move on top of who he was as a person, um, is it was startling to me. What was like your first thought when you heard that I was this like, past week?
0: Wow. I, you know I thought? You want to worry about LeBron changing his number anymore. <laughs> Yeah, because because he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll get the wear that number until he retires. And I, I if, if I'm if I'm one of the people who have that number right now, I'm gonna wear it as long as I can. You know, right. I, I forget who the last player to have uh, 42 in baseball. Mariano Rivera, Rivera, right? He was the last yeah. one to have 42. And so, yeah, I think he, he he's going he, he keeps that number. That's what I thought. I said LeBron ain't changing his number anymore. Um, you know, I, I, out of respect, but also the fact that he'll be one of the last people who get to play with it.
1: So we, we we were, you know, Sam and I were prepping for the show. We thought about what other sport would consider doing this and what number would it be? So we're going to talk about that later on in the show. I was going to be joined by Aaron Freeman. We're going to talk Falcons with them. And Corey McCartney is going to join us later on in the show uh, from from the Diamond. We'll talk Braves. We're just getting started on this Saturday morning, 13th of August. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app you know i can't swing and a drive hammer down the line mighty mike hits the facade of the second deck please tell the phone don't be cruel to who hard it's true Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Nine it's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Thank you for that. Let's be a part of your uh, Saturday morning. We're going to be here tomorrow, too, unless you got a memo. We, 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 <laughs> no, we no, will be no. back here tomorrow. Yes, we will. Uh, what, did, what, did, what did Chip call him? Money, money Mike? Yeah. you got to like that. That's you got to like that, man. What a week he has had. Anyway, as we come back here, um, Eric throwing that on. This was the day that Don't Be Cruel was released. Ah 1956 Okay Elvis recorded this song But In a related story Five years No excuse me Three years earlier You ever heard of uh, Willie Mae Thornton Yeah I've heard I don't know which, remember which Well she's be, She's better known as Big Mama Thornton Okay And she is the first person To record Hound Dog Okay So you know Folks want to put that On Elvis's shelf Nope 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 Big Mama Thornton Yeah Did it on this day Mm-hmm. Three years earlier. So there you go. You're insignificant information here. We spent the first segment talking about the uh, night Desmond Ritter had up in Detroit and then kind of lamenting on the the rookies here in Atlanta that are making some noise. And Michael, uh, Money Mike, by the way, is one of them. Between Desmond Ritter and and Vaughn Grissom, and and, and of course, Michael, what is that? The future looks
0: bright. It really does. It really does. The future does. looks real bright. Could, could, you, could you imagine a better you know, you know, start than Grissom? And, and the thing of it is, if you didn't do it here in Atlanta, to do it at Fenway Park um, to be something that's just going to be a moment that's going to last with him for some time and to have your family there. It was an amazing uh, moment to see that young man come up and step right in like he's been here before. The and only, so the only
1: th- I'm sorry, Sam, the only thing that trumped that for me, and you tell me how you feel, the only thing is a 19-year-old Andrew Jones getting a couple home runs in Yankee Stadium. That was the World yeah, Series, though. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that, that's big. And the, you're talking about Ian and Harris, two guys who did not play AAA ball. Right. And, and you know, you don't want to look too far down the road, but it does cause a little bit of a dilemma for the team in that you have this talented guy. You've got an all-star that's on the men. You don't know when he's going to get back. So, so Grissom's going to have plenty of time to play. He's going to get a lot of playing time. Um, you know, until until Alves comes back. And then, even then, we don't know how he's going to be. We're looking at sometime next month. We don't know early next month, middle next month, late next month. What, what, what happens as far, as far as that goes? Um, but, but, you know, he seems like he's going to be sound defensively. He's doing great things at the plate. Let's see how he makes the adjustment. Because just like everything else, you know, you have to make an adjustment. Harris had to move the bat location. The bat was really high when he came in. He lowered the bat. And now he takes it to all fields and do whatever like you said, Major League pitchers find something. They find a yeah, loophole. They, they find whatever it is. Uh, they don't have enough videotape on Grissom yet. They will in about a week uh, to be able to play it because that's what's going on in clubhouses before games. Everybody's watching videotape of, of the right. lineup that they're facing. Um, and so, enough people will see him. They will find things. The veteran pitchers in, 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 in Major League Baseball know how to do that for young players that come up. We're going to see how it makes the, the adjustment. But right now, Hey, hey it's, it's looking great, and it's exciting time. It's fun time.
1: And Sam, all those traditionalists, those baseball traditionalists who you know don't like this rule or that one coming in or the changes to being made. You know, baseball moves at a glacier-like speed when it comes. Now they've made some some changes over the last five years or so, some by yeah. uh, some by necessity because of the pandemic. But those who had a problem with the DH need to sit back and then and, and just, you know, go over there to the corner because what you just described with Ozzy coming back and then what do you do with these young, you know, these, these young stars or guys who are soon to be stars, you now have an option because you have the DH. You don't have to get rid of these guys. You don't necessarily have to immediately think about oh, I gotta send him down or up to Gwinnett. Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. So those the the some of the rules are going to benefit these Braves. Some of the changes and this is one of them. Because, again, nobody expected to have this run. Now, obviously, Desmond's in football, but I'm saying that Michael and and and, and Vaughn now being a part of this team, and as you said, an all-star coming back, gives Schnitker some options that he might not have been able to have before this particular role. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to use them as D.H.'s, but he has he has more options, and that's the key.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, we like what we saw uh, in the game last night. They, the Braves get a win. They were trailing for a time. They're able to get some wins. Uh, Kenley Jansen comes in, gets his 25th save. Oh,
1: that see, that's my problem.
0: What's that? What's the
1: problem. <sighs> I was trying to figure out a way to ease into this, but I'm going to say this right now. Yeah. If, if and God forbid it doesn't happen. I'm not talking about the Mets running away with things. We, we still got time to catch them dudes.
0: But they lost last night.
1: I know they lost, brought it up to six games for the Braves. But I'm talking about a game six, a game seven, in the playoffs, in the series. The Braves get to that point. I'm just not comfortable right now putting the ball in the hands of Kenley Jensen. I felt this way when he was a Dodger. I always felt like there was an opportunity for whoever they were going up against. This dude, who's the other one that reminds me of? Uh, uh, Chapman. They can throw it, you know, 150 miles an hour. Great. But sometimes these dudes, when they make a mistake, it gets ugly. And... I've been watching Jensen. Now, mind you, he's coming back from some things, and maybe by the time the playoffs happen, it'll be different. But I never was 100% comfortable with this dude. I'm just going to say it. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But, he, you know, he's walking guys when he shouldn't be walking. That dude don't need to be walking anybody. You're the closer. You don't need to be putting people on base. I just am not comfortable. We got the win last night, yeah. yeah. But we've seen it's like a teeter-totter at times with him since he's been a brave. And like I said, I've been watching this dude do this going back to the Dodgers. And 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 maybe that's the reason why the Dodgers didn't bring him back. I don't know, but as I watch him, I hope I'm wrong. But he he makes me bite some fingernails. Yeah,
0: I think he gives us the best chance though for closing things out. The, what we have in our bullpen right now, I think he gives us the best chance. I understand. And he's, and, and and he's been that. And to me, he's been better than I thought he was going to be. Because I didn't. I, I think he left everything out in L.A. Greg. I, I'll be honest with you. But he's come He's come in and he made things. You know, early on. He took the lead as far as that goes. Now Will Smith has been trade has been dealt away, you know, you know. So I think he's he is the guy. You go, you go, you're going to roll with him. You're going to ride with him, and and uh, and see what happens. But I think you know that's that's something that he's going to. You won't see consistency. Everybody wants to see three up, three downs. He's done that some, uh, but you know, last night he walked. He walked a couple. He still managed to work his way through it, and that's what that's what you want to see from a guy in that position. Um, so you know, you you get the win. You're a little concerned about your starting rotation now with Max Fried. Yeah, he, well, we got, listen, you know now I mean? in
1: August, that's cool. Let him, let him. Uh, it's well, a seven day concussion. Want, we,
0: don't, we don't want him to have concussion anytime. But, no, I that's mean, right. But if injuries no time for happen, that. It, like, like, let him have it. Let him have it. No, nah, I don't I want him it. to have
1: it, but let's, this is a time to rest. Because you might be making other decisions if this were mid September, late September, and you, you know. You and the Mets are going back and forth. You might make a different decision. He might want to just suck it up and say, uh oh, put a band-aid on it, give me a bullet, I'll bite that and I'm ready to go. You know, I mean? you have to save these players sometimes from themselves. So I think you have the you have the time now to let him heal properly. You know what he can bring. He's already seasoned, if you will, meaning he's gone through this season, so it's not like this is April or May. You know, you know what he can do. He knows what he can do, and get his head right, get his eyes straight, and all that sort of stuff, and bring him back to the rotation. Um, again, I can complain about Kenley Jansen, and I can say, it, but I'm nitpicking, right? I'm just, I'm just nitpicking, and at this point of the season, that's just being a fan. But I don't have any real concerns about this team, and much like the Mets when they got Scherzer and Degrom back, I'm looking forward to Ozzy being back. Not that we have an issue at second base. Obviously, we don't. But that's just another bat. That's another presence who's been there, done that. And he's a calming influence. And listen, who who's to say that he won't be that person, if there already isn't one, um, that pulls these guys aside? Be that, you know, that sounding board. And again, I would believe he... You know how much time? By the way, is he back traveling with the team or ba- back hanging out with the team? I forgive me, I haven't seen
0: uh, one way uh, or the other. Hobbies? Yeah, I don't know if he's traveling, but you you see him some at again at the home games. Okay. So I don't know if he's on the road with him yet. But speaking of coming back, uh, I see they're playing twin. They playing two today. Yep, got a doubleheader. And uh, the starter for the second game is Ian Anderson. Speaking of being back, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what we expect to see from him today. I, I think we just want to go out and see him be consistent and show us more of that. Uh, flash that he showed us in the postseason, and we've been you know, inconsistent with it during this regular season. Um, That's the thing. I mean, that's what you're hoping for, right? You send him down so he can work uh, on things and try to work some things out and come back and be who the team needs him to be. So he's getting the start. Everybody figured he would get a start in one of these games today with a doubleheader. So Ian Anderson will start the second game out uh, today for the brace.
1: Sam and Greg, Sports radio 929 the game, 929theGame.com. 9 we're gonna talk to uh Karen Pistana here in just a minute, too. Big announcement this week from Serena Williams. Uh again, give me the phrase again, Sam. She's going to Evolve Evolve.
0: Away. Ev- evolve away from tennis. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard that before? Put and that no, way before? I, no, I have not. Yeah, that's her people talk. Like is. I said, you just don't want to say retire. <laughs> you don't you don't want to say it.
1: So we're we're gonna talk to we're gonna talk to Karen coming up uh uh up next here, but <sighs> The news about um that came out this, like I said, I just keep going back to this past week. I was so impressed.
0: What about? Well, okay, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. well, no, just Grissom, but it's just me, just rambling out here. I'm no, no, no. So, We've well, been talking baseball. Yeah, talking about the news last night. You know, coming out of San Diego.
1: Well. I just you know? think that that dude they 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 find a way to trip over themselves. Yes, Tatis out eighty games. It's not so much that. While that's stupid and stands alone on its own, think about the people up in their offices who made this deal with Soto, who are waiting to give him all. The, they're willing to give him all the money in the world to be there to be a part of that threesome with him, Manny Machado and and, and Tatis. Yeah, and now he's not only going to be out the rest of this season but he'll be a part of next season. And the the biggest smiles coming out of California has got to be up there in Dodger Town right now.
0: Yeah. They have to be because San Diego's really priming themselves. And they still could. I mean, they got enough firepower in in, in that lineup. They, they still could could be that. But you just knew. You ain't scared w- of them. W- w- I don't know. I, I mean, ain't they, scared of them. They still got a pretty awesome lineup, even without Tatis. They really do. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how, it, how it plays out. Because, like you said, there's the anticipation of adding him to the mix and making them just this thing that could possibly run down the Dodgers and overpower them. But now, maybe Why? not so.
1: I mean, uh, what, what is it with these dudes that feel like they can get away with this stuff, man? You know you're going to get caught. Well, whether, you
0: whether, ch- whether, 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 no, I mean, he he, he, is, he has come forward and said it, it, it right. was something that that, that he used that, that he knows now that he shouldn't. But, um and they put out a big list of what what is and isn't isn't.
1: Them dudes know, you know and then their people know right. and, and and you listen, he did what he had to do. He fell on the sword. You run, they're gonna chase. That's the old adage in, in broadcasting, right? Or in, in, in news. If you don't run, the reporters and the people they won't chase you. So you squash the story right away by saying, Yeah, I took this for that, and so on and so forth, and boom, I'm done. And this is this is what flagged it. Okay. Whether that's true or not, it's still he had to know what was around the corner for his return and what how special that Padres team could have been and when was the last time them dudes made some noise what was it Tony Gwynn 898 when they went up against the Yankees
0: yeah that's been a minute yeah he really has and they they are they are in position to do that right now um because they they're great they're great offensive lineup um but now he's gone and you I, can't can't even think about it you got to move forward with who you have
1: i never yep. understood Sam why that wasn't one of the prime free agent locations, because we're talking San Diego. I and We all understand New York and L.A. because of their history and everything, but L.A. because of the weather, but San Diego, why have they had such a problem getting top-flight players, a, a bunch of them, to play in that city? There's got to be something else going on there that I don't know about.
0: When to get them, man, get them to stay, but I mean, yeah. that's, that's just it. They're not considered a, a big, big marketplace, so I mean that's, that's the other problem with it.
1: Folks will go to Kansas City and St. Louis before they go to San Diego. I don't get it. I don't know about that. Well, some of them will. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we are going to switch gears. Big announcement from an all-time great came out this past week, and we're going to discuss the evolution of Serena Williams. It's Sam and Greg on a Saturday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app.
0: the game at 990game.com. Sam and Greg with you on this Saturday morning. So glad you're with us, the first hour of our program. We'll be with you until 10 a.m. this morning. And this reminder, dive into the history and culture of baseball's unofficial rulebook with Unwritten, a new podcast hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. Uh, Previous guests include Gary Sheffield's been on, Larry Boa's been on. You can uh, download Unwritten on the uh, free Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast. Oh, don't on it. What's for, you okay?
1: I dropped something here. I was trying to pin something down here. It and good dropped good a paper it clip. It ain't good at all. Yeah, I dropped a paper clip. I was trying to write some information down here. Happy okay. birthday, Bobby Clark. I mean, uh yeah, Bobby Clark. Okay. Hockey player.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: yeah. that's kind of what he did. Bron- was it was a Bronx Street Bombers or whatever. Broad Street Broad Street. Broad Street. Broad Street you. Bullies. Yeah. Okay. I remember them making fun of them on Bugs yeah. Bunny. Yeah. Anyway we, why don't you bring our guests in here? Because okay. uh, since I'm sitting here looking for a paperclip, right, well, <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to look for you on, on, on face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Lies. you bring her on here. I'll be, uh, I'll be there in a second. Yeah, you, you do I'll that. I'll be there uh, real quick. <laughs> go ahead. My, as, as my grandmother said, I'll be there directly. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> I got to turn things
1: down here. I, I ain't yeah, been here doing this show yeah. like this in a
0: while. Yep. here we go. Here we go. Uh, I think so. Okay, uh, big news in tennis this week. And as always, when we have big news in, in tennis, we bring in our favorite person to talk tennis uh, from Tennis Panorama News. Uh, Karen Pistana joining us down the waitforit.com hotline. Karen, good morning. And first of all, where are you? Because you've been on—you've been on tour.
2: <laughs> well, right now I am actually at home. I am not on the road this weekend. I am not on the road, but yes, I've been all over creation. Yes,
0: you have. Stuff. You know, <laughs> did, did you print some? Did you make some satin jackets with the Karen Pastena? <laughs> Satin jackets. Who you are? The Karen Pistana <laughs> wheels up to her <laughs> Satin ja- I want me a satin jacket. Hey man, if you if you printed some, you, Greg and I would be happy to have them here. Uh,
2: <laughs> I got to think about that.
0: <laughs> All right, thought about this news we got this week, Karen, and, and what did you? Because we've kind of seen this coming, but we didn't know when or just how it was going to roll out, right?
2: Yeah. On Tuesday, um, through an essay on uh, Vogue magazine, Serena Williams talked about winding down her career and retiring, although officially she has not said the U.S. Open is going to be her last tournament that she plays. A lot of people think it is, and the U.S. Open themselves are preparing for it to be her final visit there. So, they're gonna have everything out for her. So yeah, I mean, she's forty, gonna be forty-one uh, near end of September, and she's looking to the next chapter in her life. I mean, she's been involved in so many things. I mean, it's. I mean, you knew the day was coming. You knew it was coming. Age comes on all of us, you know.
1: My thing, my thing is this, Karen. She still has a feat. That I think as is, is as impressive as getting that twenty fourth major, and that is the fact that she won number twenty three while pregnant
2: yes, that is a I mean that is just it's crazy when you think about it, yeah, I mean as a mother myself, I don't think there would be any way that I would be uh Playing some tournament, being pregnant, and and, try, and actually winning it. But you know, she's got the mental capacity to do it, physical capacity to do it back then. You know, more power to her, more power to her. But yeah, that's just, that just that it blows my mind when I think about her being pregnant, winning the Australian Open.
0: Yeah, we we'll spend some time on the waitforit.com hotline. Always enjoy spending some time with Karen Fasina, Tennis Panorama News. She is social. You can follow her on Twitter at Tennis News TPN, Tennis News TPN. What a time for this to happen coming after the uh, the, the Academy Award winning movie on her father's life, uh, which I know some people will now go back and watch again and really, in order to appreciate uh, the origin of everything with uh, Venus and Serena and, and where they came from and the lasting impact they're making on the sport. The timing of it is kind of uncanny, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's true, you know, I mean, it is, it is, I mean, for the, the you know, Academy Award winning movie now, you know, with Will Smith winning the Oscar and everything, and, but, uh, you know, I guess, like I said, she has other worlds, she wants to conquer, she wants to have another child, um, I mean, and also I have to wonder about how Richard Williams is doing right now, he's kind yeah. of been out of the spotlight, because I know he had some sort of an illness a couple of years ago, and I haven't heard anything about him since. So you have to wonder you know, if somebody can get to him and talk to him about how he's feeling and, and uh, you know how he feels. He got his, his daughters into the sport. They are tops. Serena's going to retire as, a, as what Billy – I'm quoting Billie Jean King now. Okay. The greatest tennis player. She's going to be the greatest tennis player retiring at this time from from the sport. The greatest, she said. The greatest.
0: Wow, wow. And yep. we're talking to somebody who's got their name on the on the building up there in New York. The and she didn't the, say the, female. said complex, old no, complex, complex, right? She, did she that, didn't say female. Yeah, right. she, she said greatest. Said greatest. Yes. Yes.
2: yes. So I'm I'm greatest. So that's I'm, I'm quoting Billie Jean King. <laughs>
0: as, as we as she prepares to leave, because we don't know. But it's because about Greg and I were talking, I said, you know, each one of the, the uh, major tournaments has a very special meaning uh, because she's been she was dominant for some time in Australia and, mm-hmm. you know, in Paris, when in there being a part time resident there um, yes. in, in Wimbledon, all the success there, including winning an Olympic gold medal. Uh, yes. they, so, so, I mean, which place do you make your last place?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, she is an American and U.S. Open is pretty appropriate considering the first major title she won was in 1999 at the U.S. Open. So it's kind of like coming full circle. But um, speaking of, now I'm going to kind of turn the tables on you guys. What do you feel was Serena's greatest performance in tennis? I have my own personal one that I'm going to share right now. And you guys can think about it. For me, the performance I will never forget from Serena Williams, the final of the 2012 singles in the Olympic Games, when she beat down see, Sharapova. See, so
0: you, you, love. You, took that you, took that from me. You took that from me. And you know why? And you know why? You know why? It, it was different because all of the top players, except Nadal, played that. Wimbledon played that uh, Olympic tennis tournament because it was a second chance to play Wimbledon that year. Yep, and you get mm-hmm. to come back in your country's colors. You didn't have to play in all in all white. Yep. You so it was a different look to watch that. And she played each and every match like she was double part. Her matches yep. went so each and every <laughs> she one. She had so so like, to go. Here, she here. had a reservation. She had
2: to H- get to hold here. my
0: keys. I'll be right back. You know that's <laughs> that's the way she played that whole Olympic tennis tournament. And yes, that's the one that I remember. Uh, to me, she was at her height of dominance, and it was representing the country and to get the yes. gold medal. Because people got to remember, when it comes to representing U.S., Venus and Serena always showed up. Um, yes, this is know? true. You know, and, you and, know,
2: on top of the her Olympic gold and singles, she and Venus had three Olympic golds and doubles together. Yes. People forget about the doubles, but they really shouldn't because it really helped their games. And it just—they had so much fun playing together.
0: And th- and that brings another question: Can she yes. not? Can she not play doubles? Can she not bring a, a, a young player along and, and and be a factor at doubles? Maybe not with Venus, but and then there's mixed doubles. Could we not still see her continue to play those on, on occasion?
2: You know, I have a feeling that you know when she's when she leaves. I think that's it. I don't think she's going to be coming back for mixed doubles or you know women's doubles. I think when she goes, she goes because she doesn't want to be half in, half out. Yeah. And I think that she has other she other has other mountains to climb as it were. And um and I think, you know, I once she's gone, she's gone. I mean, you'll probably see her visit a tournament or two just for the fun of it show up in Paris or or hang out at the Royal Box in Wimbledon or something like that. But uh, I don't think that she'll play doubles after
1: that. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com on the Saturday morning, sitting here with Karen Pastena, talking Serena Williams. Uh, yeah, no, she she's – I see her on a Monday at the U.S. Open down the road whenever you, all the pomp and circumstance are going on. Maybe she'll hit it with McEnroe or maybe Agassi, you know, whatever ceremonies they decide to throw out there. But to answer your question for us – I already mentioned the one for me, and that's the one where she won when she was pregnant. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can top that. But to, to piggyback on that, as we talk about her doing what she has done, I I am not all that surprised that she she decided to pull the plug when she did. Much like, and I brought his name up earlier, but they're both in individual sports. She is now a mama whose baby is old enough to start asking, why are you getting on? Why are these people talking about you, mama? Why all these, what all these trophies? And the kid hasn't seen her do what she has done. Or how she got there. And that was the case with Tiger. He's laying on the sofa and his kids are growing up going, Well, you know, what's all this conversation about you? All I seen, you just sit here and watching, you know, T V as you rehab. She had a chance to come back and get that win with her daughter viewing against Osaka. It didn't work. She's had a couple chances where she got to the finals since she's been a mom. And to continue to climb that mountain, I call that the Buffalo Bills Hill. To find, to find that – because it is. It's something special yeah. that you have to have to get that intestinal fortitude. to only two to people get, get
0: there. Only two people get there.
1: You know, after you get beat down yeah. at that level and after doing it for so many – she ain't 22 coming back. She's the yeah. age she is. And to suck it up again and she's doing it, you know there's a part of her that's doing it so my kid can see me, you know, get the big serving plate again, as Sam likes to call it, yeah. or or whatever the, the, the major – I just, I'm not talking about Indian Wells I'm talking about a major and yeah. she, it's tough for her to come back to do that, she had two opportunities it hasn't happened and these young girls are coming up and they are not giving her any sort of leeway even though she is the queen
0: Yeah yeah. yeah but,
2: that's true but also a lot of these women coming up are influenced by Serena oh, and try to play like her mm-hmm. and so in in fact uh, she is a Serena is a victim of her own success because she influenced so many women coming up.
0: And she, as she prepares to leave though. And the other thing that makes it, has to make it kind of difficult for her to go is that there's no dominant number one right now. Nope. And, and that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, she has to that, look yeah, at her shoulders say, I you mean, know what? Right.
2: Fion- yeah. I guess I mean, she's she's doing well and beating people down and stuff, but it's not like she's winning every major. But, yes, I totally see
1: see you. Karen, I just want to ask you, and, and, and before we let you go here, your thoughts on what the commentary is about young tennis players. Now, the ones that ascend to the top, we'll say the top five, we'll say number one. They seem to be retiring. They seem to have. It's, it's as if when you start them at whatever single age they start playing tennis and when they get to the promised land there, we have seen over the last X amount of years, these women have burned themselves out mentally. and have, I'm not talking about Osaka having the issues talking to the media, but just Ash, Bar- Ash Barty retiring, got all the money in the world, they get it quick, and it's like, I don't want to do this no more. They just they yeah, just don't well, want to suck it up and do the do what needs to be done to be a continuous champion.
2: Listen, if you're gonna, if you if you're playing for a few years and you get uh, thirty million dollars, and you're thinking, okay, I can I can live the rest of my life on this. I don't need to play tennis for twenty years. You're going to do it. They have the option to do it. Years ago, you wouldn't be able to do that. And, you know, all the endorsement money, they can still get endorsements even though they're not playing, yeah. uh, like at Ash party and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not the same as it used to be. Oh, I'm in tennis for the long haul, playing 20 years. No, there's so much money involved, I don't have to burn myself out. I, I, but, and before I retire, I can just, you know, win this, get my gold and winning a few majors, Winning so much money in endorsements, and then I'm going to cruise the rest of my life on my money.
0: Karen, it's a can- different
2: mental attitude for people. It's not the same, not yeah. the same at all. We're about to
0: run out of guys. time here with Karen Pistain. Karen, before I, before, I, before I let you go here, uh, we noticed that Novak Djokovic not coming to Cincinnati and probably not New York.
1: Yep, this is true. Ain't going miss him. <laughs> 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 go ahead, sir. Uh, go ahead, Karen. Sorry about that. <laughs>
2: But all I, I, I have to say, no, yeah, no, Djokovic. Um, look out for Nick Kyrgios. I mean, yeah, he, he lost uh, yesterday in um, uh, in, in uh, Canada, but look out for him in New York.
1: He's yeah. going to be
0: inspired. Yeah, we love him here in Atlanta, right? Yeah, Eric Eric fell in love with him. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's going he's going to give us a show, and he's playing some great tennis. Karen, thanks so much for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you, Karen.
0: Have a good one, guys. All right.
1: All right. yeah. Yeah, we'll come back and talk more about that. Seven o'clock <laughs> hour is happening. Matt Stewart is going to join us talking Corky Cal. We're going to jump into Eric's world. Up next, Mr. Crenshaw is going to bring us up on what's going on locally. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.